Let's talk some overlooked stocks. George Tillis is our man at Salt Lake with a couple companies on his list here that were up today. Uh, George, one of them is just un unbelievable, the way the rally has uh, gone here in GoGo, the internet Wi-Fi provider that has just been going parabolic. It has, OJ. I mean, in the last year, the stock is up 150 plus percent. But uh, a lot of people know GoGo if they've uh, if they've flown on a domestic flight. Right, the airline Wi-Fi. The premier. Uh, yeah, they're the premier one too. Uh, when it comes down to air-to-ground uh, communications, they spent quite a bit of t uh, money uh, during the pandemic to uh, to roll out new 5G deployments uh, for their technologies, restructuring a lot of long-term debt. Uh, and they, of course, uh, pay down a lot of short-term debt as well. But, uh, you know, they, they're essentially a company that is the leader when it comes down to air-to-ground uh, technologies associated with 5G communications. And, in fact, they actually hold an exclusive Spectrum license. And I like this from an investor standpoint, and any investor should like this, when it comes down to high barriers to entry. The deployments have been increasing significantly since the pandemic, and, in fact, GoGo you know, is deployed in the uh, in the airline space, especially the commercial players, but it's significantly outperformed, hitting new 52-week highs, uh, and it's actually uh, performing better than uh, its respective airline uh, peers uh, that they actually have the deployments in. That includes, of course, companies like Delta, United, American, just to name a few. Okay. So, uh, I mean, is there some secret sauce here, George? It sounds like this is pretty straightforward stuff for the most part. What's their trick? They got like an NFT or something they're selling? I mean, why in a market that can't get any stock to go up seemingly, this one's going berserk? Well, there's a couple of reasons, I think. One is, is that uh, the company had been underperforming because of debt, and, and that was part of the pandemic, and they restructured. They took advantage of the interest rates to restructure their debt. The second thing is, I think overall, the demand for paid services on the airlines are, on airlines is increasing. And I think that's also, again, part and parcel of what's going on with GoGo. The other thing I noticed and found out is, is that essentially uh, tickets, uh, when you pay for a ticket, some of those ticket fees are actually going towards internet service providers like GoGo, which is the premier one domestically uh, in the United States. So they have essentially a very strong revenue base. They don't have competition per se. And I also think, and we talked about it quite a bit, OJ, that eventually we will have lower orbit satellites that take over 5G, but it's not yet. Uh, that's not happening yet. I think the reliability uh, and the speed of that service that GoGo provides is improved on a 5G basis. Uh, and again, the exclusive license that they have uh, makes them the, the premier leader in air-to-ground communications. And so with that said, profitability profile. Uh, that's going to be essentially what we're seeing in the stock price going forward, especially if airlines do increase the number of routes, which they haven't uh, since the pandemic. They're charging more on a per route basis. And I think that's becoming more accretive to companies like GoGo. But going forward, even if the airlines do increase the number of routes, uh, their, their total revenue base will increase as they improve their operating metrics as well. Okay. All right, so uh, as uh, this goes way, way outside of anything else even remotely related to it, uh, it has uh, deserves our attention. No idea how to approach. I mean, we've got a rocket ship going up like this. It's usually very risky to try and get in the way of it, fade it. But uh, it also is um, uh, mind-blowing to me that uh, a pretty simple uh, you know, business model is uh, having this type of success right now. All right, George, you got another one that's a little bit more complicated, uh, but is also up on the day. RPD Rapid 7 has got a nice a couple month trend happening here. 
uh, for a, uh, a tech and security business, right? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. The analysts are actually, and I can see this because on days like this and on days where we see some huge volatility, and we have been seeing this volatility since uh, since November, Ojin. In fact, if you look at the S&P, we're basically in an eight-month eight month trading range, if you can believe it, but it just seems to grind slowly but surely to the downside. But but analysts are actually making adjustments to their to their uh, their forecasts and, of course, their calls on the companies like Rapid7, and I'll explain it in just a sec, but this is essentially a cybersecurity play. It's a threat intelligence primarily, uh, as well as IT application that's combined all in one. But they provide uh, technologies for things like uh, IT incident detection and cloud security, vulnerability risk management, threat intelligence, and all of the things that uh, provide automated responses associated with that on an enterprise basis. Now it's got a vertically integrated deployment, so it automates everything, uh, provides data analytics and endpoint collection and sharing with major uh, customers, which include customers and partners, which include big names, uh, IBM, Amazon, uh, Cisco, Hewlett Packard, uh, just to name a few na uh, large ones, uh, Salesforce.com and even Splunk. Uh, Wolf Research today actually initiated coverage on the company with a price target $122. Now, one of the things I noticed about the company is uh, they lost about $2 60 cents on an adjusted basis last year, but going forward for the fiscal year uh, we're in, they're expected to earn about 11 cents. So we're seeing a, a loss-making enterprise turn into an, a profit-making enterprise on a forward basis. So that's important to keep in mind here. The second thing is, is it's been underperforming. And I think it has to do with the fact that it's not a, a profitable business as of yet, even though they're expected to be profitable this year. And it's down on a year-to-date basis, about 3%. It's an underperforming some of its, uh, I would call it better value peers, uh, companies like CrowdStrike, uh, Terra Data Corp, uh, CyberArk, these are all companies that have been outperforming Rapid7 on a year-to-day basis, but in the last year, it's been outperforming its peers by, uh, as you can see, about 40% higher in the last year, about 3% down in a year-to-date. So I think what's happening here is the company's really getting caught up in this uh, value overgrowth uh, situation that we've seen in terms of investment preference and thesis and the analysts are seeing a company which, again, as I mentioned, is expected to be profitable this year, but also uh, they're also expecting uh, free free cash flow from an operating standpoint as well. Mm. So we're seeing essentially this sort of convex shape happening in terms of losses to profits, and we see that manifest in the price first because, of course, uh, markets discount that, but the stock has been underperforming this year. And I think, it, again, it had been overlooked, and you're seeing companies like Wolf Research here uh, initiate coverage with 122 $22 price target. So CrowdStrike, um, which shares some of the same market here, has gotten a lot of that attention. It's a much more well-known stock, but that's why we go with the overlooked ones to try and find uh, some alternatives. Uh, but uh, one thing is certain, they are bucking the trend in tech growth names, these cybersecurity trades. Let's see if it can keep going. CrowdStrike did fade a little bit today, uh, but not the worst. We'll see what happens tomorrow. Thanks, George, for the overlooked stocks. Nice work, GT.